Welcome to our ninth episode and happy St. Patty's. Now we have already covered how to be a good customer. So now we're going to tell you how to apply that knowledge while leaving reviews so you can actually help out the next person. Yeah. So we'll give you some tips on how to be helpful, honest, or at least just not a dick. And we'll cover the basics, Yelp, Uber, Airbnb. And we'll try to suggest some funny new mantras like, I'd give it zero stars if I could. We'll even try to guide you on how to become a discerning review consumer. And then we'll banter about giving and receiving constructive criticism. And we'll discuss some things that attract bears and sharks. And finally, we'll explain how having internet access alone does not mean your opinion doesn't suck. This PSA is going to be for the dicks and Carl. So hello, everybody. Welcome back to Not Everyone's Cup of Tea. I'm Erin. I'm here with my sister, Shannon. Hi. Hi, Shannon. So we we took off a few months. Last episode was our Christmas episode. And, you know, the holidays are crazy. So Shannon and I were planning on going out to L.A. to go to a concert to see Wu-Tang. And it was phenomenal. But this is where we got the idea for today's episode. We were staying at an Airbnb right over in uh, Inglewood. And it was just weird. But yeah, so typically we go for places that are uh, like more more private, you know, because you don't want to stay in a hotel and share walls and a hallway with people and eat some crappy continental breakfast. You want to have your own space, you know, you want to feel like you can just kind of roam over towards the kitchen and make your coffee and go get out into your adventure whenever you feel like it. That's probably my favorite part about an Airbnb as opposed to a hotel is that you have a kitchen and you can just, you have like a regular ass coffee maker and you can just go to the grocery store, buy your coffee, your creamer, whatever you need. And then just like make your coffee in the morning instead of like at a hotel, you have like one six ounce cup of some garbage coffee with like one packet of, I don't know, powdered creamer or something. Or you can like put on pants and shoes and go out in the world and like go buy a cup of coffee and nobody's ready to do that. No, I was going to say, I also hate like when I'm on business trips and I have to not only get myself ready to start my day, but then I have to stand online at one of the three hotel Starbucks with everyone else who's basically on the same business trip as I am. And you're not even like ready yet, but you kind of feel like you're on. So that's nice about the Airbnb, you know? Oh, so you've got to be like, when you're on a business trip and you know that everybody else on the business trip is in that hotel, you might like see your boss online for Starbucks when you want to tell everybody to fuck off. Like you haven't been lubricated enough to deal with social things. Right. Or like you see other people who are going to like the same convention as you and they're all like perky and they've got their badges on and I'm like, ugh, I'm barely wearing pants. Leave me alone. Yeah. Right. You're like in your slippers. Like you walked down it, you were in the elevator and I'm picturing you at the Westgate in Las Vegas with some bunny slippers on in the elevator going down into the casino. Like nobody fucking look at me. Right. Like I obviously haven't even brushed my teeth yet because I haven't had my coffee. So don't even talk to me or it'll yeah. ruin your image of me for the rest of this week. Right. Oh, and or you could just put on like a hat, some sunglasses, maybe even like one of those humpty hump fake mustache noses. So nobody will recognize you. 
I'm actually going to make a note of that for the next business trip. I'm going to, I'm going to put that into our budget, but I'm picturing you in the Humpty hump right now. So I can't really, I, I'm picturing you doing the whole dance, bunny slippers. Like I once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. Like I once got busy in a Westgate bathroom. Yeah. So that's where my mind has already pictured you. So if you could just try not to deviate from that so much, that would be great. I'm going to ask that if anyone listening to this actually knows what I look like, just go ahead and forever imagine me in a Santa hat and the Humpty hump nose. Don't forget the bunny slippers. And the bunny slippers. So I'm good with that. Okay. So anyway, we digress like a motherfucker. So go on with the Airbnb, Shanzo. All right. So I'm going to reel us back in on this tangent. Yeah. So we've had some really good experiences with Airbnb. In fact, one time we uh, inadvertently rented a trailer, which I felt a little sketched out about because I don't know. Not just a trailer. It was a trailer in a trailer park. Yeah. Straight up trailer park. Like, no, no paved road. Um, lot, lots of livestock just oh. roaming. That was unexpected, and the place was super adorable. It was super cute inside. I mean, this guy had purchased a trailer park, and he was just slowly renovating the whole thing just to be an Airbnb spot. And we had a lot of privacy aside from the chickens. Yeah, but I mean, what are they going to say? I mean, they, they were, weren't like in our business. They were a little noisy and the peacock got to be a bit much. But again, but the goats were dope. Guys, we're not fucking kidding. There was a lot of livestock. Yeah, just 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 roaming. But like it wasn't just, oh, OK, we're staying in a trailer park with trailer people. Like Shannon said, this guy bought a lot and all the trailers. So like it was all Airbnbs. So it was like other people like us, not just like. We walked into an already established trailer park, like like my name is Earl, like you're picturing. It wasn't even like that. But when we first pulled up, we were like, well, what the fuck have we gotten ourselves into? And it was on kind of like a murdery looking street yeah, too. Yeah, I was going to say for a couple of minutes, we definitely veered away from civilization and that was kind of scary. Okay, so we had a great experience in our trailer park. They had like super cute little welcome notes for us that like used our names in particular and told us what local attractions were nearby and like simple things like how to use the TV. There were directions on how to use the sleep number bed, you know, just silly things. But it's something that helps you feel comfortable as soon as you get out of your car, you know, like these were the experiences that we had, you know. So our most recent rental was it, it was a cute little studio. And Englewood, Englewood, always up to no good. You can't forget that. We were part. all, we, yeah, we were all set to be up to no good. So much no good. We actually brought the ruckus with us. And that is, that is the good part about driving to a Wu Tang concert because you can't typically just bring the ruckus on the plane. So we were, we just packed up my car. It was great. Yeah. And you can bring like as much ruckus as you have. And absolutely, there are no limitations. They didn't even check us, the security going into the festival. You know what? Now that we're saying this, if somebody doesn't understand that we're referring to Wu-Tang lyrics, somebody might think that we're actually talking about like bringing weapons on the plate or something like that. It actually sounds like that. And you know what? That's hilarious if they do think that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. If you do think that, then do yourself a fucking favor. Go out right now and add 
enter the 36 chambers to whatever playlist you listen to Spotify, Apple music, whatever the fuck, go out and buy, buy it on vinyl. I don't care, but make it a part of your life. You'll thank me later. You've got to learn to protect your neck. Oh God. That's, that's step one. That's really what we're saying here is you've, if you care at all about your neck health, you will invest some time in listening to Wu-Tang. And you know what I think the problem with with this Airbnb we're talking about in Inglewood, I think that the man who owned it was a little bit too concerned with protecting his neck. This place that we rented in Inglewood had, I swear to you, like 11 pages through the app that you had to agree to. And one thing they kept going back to was all of these fees if you broke the rules. Now, the craziest one to me was that if you signed out of the Hulu account that they had provided for you and one of the hosts had to come out and reset the account, they were going to charge you $500, just about what we paid for the weekend. So that seemed astronomical for having to enter in your password for Hulu. At the same time, though, like you don't have to offer that. Like If you have a smart TV, that's enough. I can go to the app and use my own credentials. Exactly. And if you have a smart TV that has an app store on it, then if I watch Netflix, I can go on to Netflix. And you know what? If people are staying there that don't already have Hulu or Netflix or whatever the fuck logins, then they don't give a shit that you're offering it because clearly they're Amish and they don't need to watch The Handmaid's Tale or whatever it is Hulu is offering. So like, Calm down with that, buddy. But anyway, sorry, Shannon. Go on with the the ninety seven pages of like threats about the t- and he he was like describing everything. It was all about the TV, so anyway. much about the TV and the quiet hours. Which again, I respect. I'm not mad at that at all. But there were just a bunch of little things, and it felt very. It was very. It felt very stringent. It was very punitive, as if he had had all these problems before, and then he was trying to be proactive to avoid these problems. But in there was nothing that was like helpful to us. It was just telling us what we can't do. Yeah, like we get in there, and I mean, it's a little studio. All right, it's cute, whatever. Um, I would like to say that the first time I used the bathroom, the toilet seat fell off. Oh, that was something else about the bathroom. Um, He had some very strict rules about tampons. And I guess he doesn't understand how plumbing either in women or in houses works. (laughs) But he said that uh, you you couldn't put them in the toilet. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of the virtue of them. Uh, And I, I, I don't care. I will accept a fine on this because... I will not drop a tampon in the garbage can where I'm going to hang out for the next couple of days. Yeah, like that's the whole point of them is that they are flushable. And like where where would you like me to put them, sir? Do you like, want do-, do you want bears or sharks, sir? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think you should install one of those things they have in like pr- public bathrooms, like that that silver metal uh, right. box on the wall with like that tiny little brown paper bag in there that you're supposed to. But then, like, put a lock on it, like a bear locker. Exactly. And, and sharks. We're so close, so to, close the to the ocean. ocean. Exactly. I'm saying. Oh my god, that's the last thing we need. It's a shark attack right over in Santa Monica. Come on, buddy. He did not think this through. <laughs> 
Not at all. And th- that was another thing. You could just tell by the notes that he gave that he was kind of one of those guys like, oh, we just got some money and we're going to let's all put together and rent th- rent out this house and we'll get really big TVs and they'll be fucking dope and people will love them. But he had never actually stayed in one of these because if he had, he would know that nobody gives a shit about the TV. But like, we're more worried, like, why aren't there sheets on the bed, sir? And and where is the second bed that you advertise? You know, things like that. Oh, that was the worst part, too. Once we finally bunk in for the night and we're ready to pull out the sofa bed, you had to move this table that was at least 9,000 pounds. Oh, and it was on top of a rug that oh my was God. like... The lightest, flowiest rug ever. So then you ended up pushing it, pushing the rug, and then the other two chairs. So it's like, it's almost as if the whole room sucked into like a black hole as soon as you moved this coffee table. But it's not like we could set it up earlier because you didn't want to like, what? it's a pull-out couch. How hard could it be? Right. And it's a studio, you know? So we didn't want to have to like stumble around. Yeah. Then once we get it open... Not only is this, I mean, it was almost like the mattress was made of cold mashed potatoes. Not even, because that would be soft. This was like It would be hard and lumpy still. Yeah, but if you had never heard somebody use the word sharp to describe a mattress, there's a reason for that, because that's horrible. It's not a quality you want. Yeah. Oh, oh. And it was like, oh, no. Oh, no. And then, like, had to fold it back in and then just put the twin sheets. They fit perfectly on just the couch. So it's like, I would much rather right now sleep on the couch than, on. like, don't even bother advertising that as a second bed. No. And, okay, sorry, Shannon, you go on. I'm, I'm, I'm so mad about that bed. So once we fought the black hole of furniture again, <laughs> we decide just to hang out watch some TV, except we can't get into any of the apps. We keep getting prompted for logins. Now, the hosts were super responsive, and I could tell they thought they were being helpful, but I kept going back to the fact that they were not signed into already, and I didn't want to be charged $500 just for watching your stupid TV that doesn't even have live TV only had apps that I would have to use my own login for. Yeah, that was the thing. So Shannon was not emailing them to say, hey, how do you log into Hulu? Can you please mansplain this to me? That was not what was happening. She was like, hey, just want to let you know that upon arrival, these apps were already logged out. Don't charge me for this shit. And the guy kept like explaining how to do it. She's like, no, 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 I got it. And like, it's 2022. I have a fucking Hulu login. Like I'm, I'm, that's not the problem, sir. Like we're going to watch TV tonight. Don't you worry. What I just want to make sure this isn't being credited to my account. While we completely recognize that these are hardly issues, they're minor inconveniences. All right. We understand that. Oh yeah. That's not the point. We're not saying like, oh, we're going to complain to them about it because this is all just like random nonsense. But, like, it was just obvious to us, at least, that the person who was running it had never actually stayed in that place and didn't really know what needed to be done. What we kind of grappled with was, 
how to share this information for the next person who found this place. We wanted to inform them that, hey, this does not actually have a second bed. Um, it's kind of difficult to maneuver some of the things in the place, but we didn't know how to say that without seeming like some whiny jerks. And we also kind of worried that if we left anything less than a glowing review for him, he would leave a bad review for us, and then it would make it harder for us to get good rentals next time. That's the main point is like, we want to look out for the next guy. We want to be like, hey, just a heads up, like, don't even waste your time opening up the couch. Just sleep on the couch. But we also don't want to be leave that shitty review like, ew, it's barely even a bed. Like, that's not cool because it was a nice place. The guy was very yeah. responsive. You know, so... So it's like, yeah, where, where is the balance between being helpful to the next guy and not being a complaining cunt? Yeah, it actually just reminded us both of that episode of Black Mirror, where everyone is just so afraid of their own personal rating falling that they don't ever say anything bad. And again, we didn't want to say anything bad. We weren't sure how to share this information without coming across as just some whiny bitch asses. You know, like we didn't want our Airbnb reputation tarnished because it is stellar because we are super amazing guests. But yeah, so it just got us thinking about what are other avenues for Reviews, because reviews can be super helpful if you're talking about like products and services, but sometimes they can go completely off the rails when the person is obviously unhinged and super upset about something that does not matter. So there's plenty of places on the internet where we can rant and rave, but you know, there's also the places where they can review you too, or respond to your review. Now, I shouldn't be afraid of my own rating going down because certain things were terrible. But but yeah, I'm always worried about that too with like Lyft and Uber. Okay, so when we were in New Orleans, I got a Lyft and I'm going to the airport. I have my suitcase with me. I had time to kill. And so I went back to museum, whatever, not the point. I'm trying to explain why I had the suitcase <laughs> at the museum. But Anyway, it doesn't matter. Gift shop. So it was so dope. I bought so many Rosie the Riveter beer <laughs> koozies. But anyway, so um point. So I'm leaving and I call a lift. And now this was like a week before what was that really big hurricane this past year? Carl. Did you just Carl? say Carl? <laughs> okay, I don't remember what it is, but I am a hundred percent positive that it was not Carl. It was like a week before Hurricane Carl. <laughs> and so obviously we're in hurricane season. It's New Orleans. Like it was raining like a motherfucker. Like, dude, like the the thunder and lightning were so loud. It scared me. Like I'm just walking along. Like the fuck was that? Like jumped out of my skin. Like it, I've never seen rain so heavy before. And like I used to live in Florida. It's not like... It's not like I'm just coming from Vegas, like, oh, rain is exotic. Like, no, like I've, I've lived all over. I've experienced lots of weather, but this is the craziest rain I've ever seen. And so it shows me, oh, your driver has approached. Now there is like a line of cars parked down the driveway. 
So I see on the app that he's there. I see his car. I wave at him. He honks at me. And then he fucking sits there. You would think at that point he would get out of that line of waiting cars and like come right up and pick me up in the front spot. Like, Regardless, he was parked in the rain and you were standing under shelter and he was like, no, I'm good right here. Yeah. So he just like honks at me and like flashes his lights. And I'm like, what you think? I can't see you. Is that what you think the problem is, sir? I just waved at you. So clearly I could see you. I'm looking at my phone, looking up, waving my hand. I know you're there. Your move here, captain. And so then finally he just like flashes his lights at me again. I'm like, oh, okay. So we're just going to be in a standoff here. So I fucking walked down to his car in the rain He did not even pop the trunk for me. So I'm standing here in the rain like a freaking wet dog and I have to like knock on his window and point back to the trunk like, can you pop it? Like, act like this isn't your first day, sir. So then he pops the trunk for me. I get it. I'm already wet. And now I'm pissed off because I'm going to the airport. So now I'm going to have to sit here in these wet clothes. Or, I mean, I could change into dry clothes in my luggage, but what am I going to do? Put wet clothes in my fucking suitcase? (laughs) Either way, the wet clothes are coming on the plane with me. It's going to be uncomfortable and or stinky. And I was like, I think that's what made me the most mad about it. I really wanted to be like, leave a review like this motherfucker. Then like, oh my God, what a, a princess I sound like complaining that I had to be in the rain. And if I start complaining like that, he is going to leave me a shitty review and then I'm not going to get picked up by other people. So like, didn't even leave this guy a fair review. So it's like, okay, now I'm not warning my fellow consumer, which is the point of leaving reviews is to let the next guy know what they're in for. I'm letting this guy think that he's just fucking crushing it out there because I'm afraid that he is going to retaliate to me. So it's like so counterproductive. This is another like black mirror thing. So, you know, where is, where's the line between just leave? Like, how do you leave a decent review? You like, you, you fucked up, dude. Like that was not cool. That was wrong. And I, it's not like I can call your boss or complain to your manager, but like, He has no idea that it's even wrong because even though he may be doing that shit to people every single day, no one's ever told him. So he has no idea that it's wrong. That's the fucking problem. So like, what's the point of even leaving reviews if we're afraid to leave honest reviews? Or even if people like other people have gone so far in the other direction that they've begun leaving shitty reviews because they know that they get something out of it. Or like, if I leave a bad review, the company's going to call me and be like, we're so sorry, here's a coupon, which actually happens a lot. Are people going to take me seriously if I leave a bad review or am I just going to look like that Karen? I actually really like reading reviews on products that I'm not really that concerned with. Like um, <laughs> if I if I see a completely random product on let's say Amazon and it has a lot of reviews, I'm instantly intrigued. Like there's no way 17,000 people honestly have valid opinions about this, uh, let's say pasta strainer. That and like 
how could so many people think, I mean, how much crap have you bought on Amazon? And you're just like, okay, cool. That was $2 that goes in the drawer. You never think about it again. Have you ever been like so bored in your life that you're like, let me sit down in front of my computer and talk about this straighter because the world needs to know. Like, who has that kind of time? You only leave a review if you are like exceptionally happy or like raving pissed. You're never just like, yeah, shit was okay. I love the raving pissed ones. The more ridiculous or mundane the product and the more exuberant the one star, or my favorite is I'd given no stars if I could. That's my favorite. I wonder who was the first guy to say that. Oh, he deserves like um like a lay made out of dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagined it, but like all poop emojis, like those Mardi Gras beads. Right. But instead of like beads, it was poop emoji beads because your way just sounded really squishy. <laughs> like I want to recognize you for what y- your influence on culture, but at the same time, it was a total dick move of you. <laughs> Well, I mean, Adolf Hitler had a big influence on culture. Like, look at what he did with that mustache. But still. Completely wiped out. <laughs> yeah, not a good guy, though. Completely fucked up a lot more than he contributed. I was looking at a review of a scarf, which I know sounds silly, but I like the dimensions weren't mentioned in the product overview. And I just wanted to see if I was buying like a picnic blanket or a a kerchief, you know, what, what was I getting myself into? And I fell into an absolute rabbit hole of people who had such strong feelings about this product. And they were so funny to me that I was telling someone. I got to ask, how much did this scarf talk? Are we talking about like a $700 Hermes scarf or are we talking like a $299 Old Navy scarf? We are talking a $399 Old Navy scarf. So not anything that people would have like a monetary incentive to have opinions on. No, like honestly, it might've been cheaper for me to just go down to Joanne fabric and buy a yard of that similar material and just like make myself four scarves. Yeah. And then also you've got to factor in the value of the time that you spent in this rabbit hole and like what the opportunity cost of using that time. Cause what was it? Three, four, five hours. At least dude, you know what? I loved every second of it. So I feel like that adds to the value of the scarf. Now, if I hadn't bought like four of the same scarf in different patterns, I would have picked that one that inspired me and be like, you are now my favorite scarf because I have so many insane memories of other people being crazy. (laughs) But I'm telling someone at work about this rabbit hole I fell into. And she legitimately asked me why I was reading a review of scarves. And for a second, I felt silly, but um, I feel like it all worked out for me in the end. reading all these incendiary words about scarves. Well, I did that recently too. I had to buy a new alarm clock. So here I am in 2022 in the market for something that I haven't bought since like the nineties. And I'm reading all these, like apparently there's just like crazy alarm clock technology. You can have ones that like, they're like these bulbs and they get brighter as the alarm gets louder and it's supposed to simulate a sunrise or like it's like sophisticated shit but anyway i'm like i just want like the regular ass you know with the snooze button and whatever 
So I'm reading all kinds of Amazon reviews on these alarm clocks. And it's so funny, like you can tell like when certain things are written in like not very good English and then you realize, okay, so this is clearly coming from somewhere far away and this is going to take three weeks. Like not to say that like, oh, Chinese people don't speak English, right? Like that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like this is clearly coming from China and this will take three weeks to get here on a shipping container and they won't even send me tracking. This is not going to be prime eligible. Like in my experience, that's how it's been. So they have funny things on the reviews. It's, it's just like certain words are off and it's like, wake you up good it will like like fucking yoda wrote the review or something (laughs) like wake you up every day like what and it's just strange and then you're like okay so this is going to be you know this is going to take a long time to get here that's all i'm getting at but that's suddenly okay whatever but some of the reviews like people were so mad about this alarm clock like this thing costs 11.99 like if something's eleven ninety nine and it sucks, and I might be like, okay, hey, I need to return it if it's shitty, but like not enough to like box it up and go to the post office and then sit there and write a fucking review on it. Like unless I like there was physical like bodily harm to my person or like I, I can't imagine what would make me so mad to want to review something that was like eleven ninety nine. But these people were like big mad and they had big opinions about these alarm clocks. Like worst mistake ever made. It worked great for about a month. And then, well, you know what? Don't even like all types of like all caps, lots of exclamation points, like lots of spelling mistakes. Like they threw this email out so fast and so angry, like bro, bro. And that's when you start thinking, okay, this person is either mentally unstable or like, this is a really bad product, which it's usually not. Or like, maybe this person is just like, maybe you shouldn't be typing when you're angry. Yeah, so that's when it's fun to cross-reference reviews. I love that. When you, yeah, when you start to look, like I do this a lot with Yelp. When I see somebody leaves a shitty review, I will look at their other reviews and the other, like, okay, at my bar, we have, we give free refills on sodas. And one day this person walked up and said, can I have a refill? And my coworker said, yeah, sure. What would you, what do you want? As in like, what do you want to refill of? Do you want Pepsi? Do you want Sprite? Whatever the fuck. Now this woman pulled off and wrote this huge Yelp review about how she walked up to the bar and the girl was just like, what do you want? Like, no, no, that's not how that happened. You don't just walk up with an empty cup and say, I want a refill. Like, of what? Like. Oh, help me help you. Right. So that's what happened. But the way the woman spun it in this Yelp review was that she walked up to the bar, my coworker, what do you want? Like, no, that's never happened. That never happened to anybody. So I started looking at her other reviews that she made. And now her last review was of Jack in the Box, who reviews fast food, first of all. Her complaint was that this jack-in-the-box is garbage because they didn't even give her syrup for her pancakes. And my question to you, ma'am, 
is why the fuck were you ordering pancakes at Jack in the Box? So I already know just by that, that you make questionable decisions in your life. So now I'm wondering if I can even trust anything you say, like you're a pancakes, a Jack in the Box kind of person. And then you're a go on Yelp and complain about Jack in the Box kind of person. Anything else you say from here on out is just going to be ridiculous. And she was local, right? Like she wasn't on the road eating road trip pancakes at a Jack in the Box. This is like no. down the street from her house on purpose getting pancakes at a burger joint. Yeah. So like I could see if you ordered from IHOP and they didn't give you syrup, then that is a reasonable review to be like, what the fuck? IHOP, you are the house of pancakes. How are you not just going to arbitrarily throw syrup in every bag? What in the actual fuck, IHOP? That's a reasonable review. It really just makes me question all of your decisions in life and whether or not you are actually in any way qualified to judge or rate anybody. So I have the tanning salon that I, there's a sign up there that says something to the effect of, please remember, if you leave a one-star review for us, we both agree that you're never returning to this location. So please keep that in mind when leaving reviews. And I loved that. Cause it's so like, don't, don't leave a shitty review and then come back in and expect my minimum wage employees to kiss your ass because we're so afraid of reviews. Like you're not going to hold us fucking hostage. If you don't like it, bye. This isn't the place for you. You don't keep coming back. You don't like it. Why, why are you back here to tell us how you don't like it? And so I love the fact that they said that, that they just put, okay, so we both agree that this isn't working out. And I feel like people aren't afraid of that. Like if I leave a bad review, it is not to punish the restaurant. It's to let the next person know like, hey, watch out for that shit you're about to step in. But my my main beef is with people who leave bad reviews with the total intention of going back to that place and getting rewarded for it. But the problem with a lot of places, especially corporate places, you get these trashy people that will, like the waitress will come back, everything's great, everything's fine. And then the manager comes over, well, my food was cold. Didn't say anything to anybody. They're just complaining. So it's obvious to the manager, to the server, to everybody that works out that this person is only complaining that their food wasn't actually cold. It's not about that. They want coupons for next time. That's all there is to it. It's as simple as that. I know it sounds very jaded, but you know exactly who those people are. And so when managers cater to that, it almost creates like, a Pavlovian behavior reward, negative reinforcement. So it's, you're rewarding people for being shitty. Like if you come in here and you abuse all my employees, I will give you a monetary reward for this and encourage you to come back and do it again. So now that's really fucked up because especially in some, you know, corporate restaurant or something or any kind of retail store Corporate will look at these reviews and be like, oh, no, no, you can't let people say that. That takes away the ability of the manager to decide 
who's a shitbag trying to get free stuff and who has a legitimate complaint. So the manager no longer has that discretion and they also are not empowered to stand up for their employees. So it's like you have to stand here and tell a customer, I'm sorry, we can't do that. And then the manager comes up and is like, no, 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 we can do that. And you're like, what the actual fuck, dude? Like, I'm doing what you told me to do, and then you throw me onto the bus. Now this woman's going to come back next week and treat me like shit again, and you're going to keep paying her for that. And like, look, this isn't from restaurant experience. This isn't from bartending. This is like basic psychology 101. This is like Pavlov and the dog, and you ring the bell, and the dog's mouth starts watering. When trailer trash comes in, you give them a coupon and their mouth starts watering. They start yelling at you. You give them another coupon. They're going to keep doing what they did to get that coupon last time, but more. See, that's why I love when I read these reviews sometimes and people will slam um, a little independent or like a mom and pop place. And Oh yeah. Those are the people that don't give a fuck what corporate thinks. Right. So they clap back and they're like, uh-uh, mm-mm, no. That is not what happened. I think my favorite one was when the manager of the establishment went on to tell the service side of what actually happened and then concluded by saying, now that I've seen your glowing review of uh, this McDonald's nearby, I'm starting to think that maybe we're not the cuisine for you. Yeah, that's right. Because when somebody, if a smaller business like a mom and pop place they rely on these kind of reviews. Smaller places really do need that kind of stuff. So see, now I wish that Yelp had a function like like Airbnb or Uber where it's a mutual rating. So like if somebody leaves me a review that I had bad service, I can be like, well, let me just tell you about this cunt. I had to tell her seven times that her child is not allowed at the bar and each time she got more mad. But I could leave a message back and say, okay, well, here's my review of you as a customer. If we could rate customers the way that Uber and Airbnb do, and then it would be like, somebody could come sit down at your bar and then you look at their rating like, oh, well, I just checked your rating and it appears that you abused a clerk at Wendy's last week. So I'm not serving you now. You know, how can we do this? Yeah, I'd be interested in that. I would like if something popped up before I answered the phone telling me <laughs> that uh, this person is going to come in hot and could start yeah. cursing at me over something minor, trivial, something, a piece of information they could have found for themselves and didn't have to enlist me at all. Yeah. But you know what? The phone is different because you can always be like, oh, I lost the connection. Like when you're standing in front of a person, you can't just be like, oh, I lost the connection. Except I did do that one time. This guy was like, just obviously drunk. And he was just like yelling at me. And I'm like, sir, I'm trying to help you. What would you like me to do? And he just goes, me, 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 me. Like starts oh, I remember me. that. You're like, you know what? I think I'm just going to drive through a tunnel. See you later. Can't hear you. Yeah. So I just looked at him and I said, nope. And <laughs> turned around and walked away from the bar. That was my only response that I could conjure up. Just turned around and walked away. I was like, oh, sorry. <sighs> it's getting fuzzy. <sighs> Your connection's breaking up. Oop. Just fucking walked right away. 
And like, that's, that is somebody else's problem now. The reception I, I on could, Dickhead Mountain is terrible. Precisely. Yeah. So I, I've been able to do that once in public, but you have to be like a level of shitty that I have never encountered and have like, like with this guy, I had no basis of, I there was like no precedent set on how to handle this man. And like, he is just mocking me for the sake of, he was just like a belligerent drunk guy. Like, even if I had the perfect thing to say, it would just fall on deaf ears. Right. And you're like, all right, yeah. So do I handle this like an adult or do I let my id take over and be like, I know you are, but what am I? But anyway, you know, there's got to be some kind of way that Yelp should be able to rate customers. And, but, you know, then again, I also see that as like a snake eating its own tail. Cause then it'll just get to the point where we're all just be really nice to each other so that we all get good reviews. Because sometimes, you know what? If every review that you have is just all caps, exclamation, bad grammar, just ignorant and angry, I gotta say, maybe it's not everybody else that's a problem. Maybe it's you. Like, dude, I always think of that guy that, that works at Ikea. Right. Yeah. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Oh, he has these hilarious videos where they're just little like clips. of. Co- I don't even think this guy actually works at Ikea. I think he just has like an Ikea lanyard and like a green screen behind him. But okay. So his name is Scott Sice. I, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. It's S-E-I-S-S. Anyway, he's the Ikea guy. And his whole thing is that he like mimics a customer complaint and then like the music gets all dramatic and he's like, okay, so deal with it. And he has this one where every time I come in here, you get my order wrong. Then he goes, dramatic music. Well, maybe you're ordering the wrong shit. Look inward. (laughs) Even though it came from a ridiculous TikTok video of an Ikea employee, it is so poignant And so simple that just, it cannot be that every restaurant you've ever been to is shitty. Look inward. Maybe if you're coming at everybody with like, like I had somebody the other day complain, every time I come in here, you guys are shitty. Like, oh, maybe because we're like, hey, look, here's the lady that's shitty to us every time. Let me put on a happy face. Like, do you realize that you have any kind of part in this whatsoever? Like, we see you coming and we're all like, not it, not it, not it. (laughs) Because you're a terrible human being and you're going to get out what you give out. If you come at me and you start yelling at me, like, what do you think I'm going to do? You know, I'm going to try my best, but like, Yeah. Anyway, look inward. I'm sorry. Yeah. I try to be understanding as a person, just like in life anyway, but I also did a long time as a waitress and a hostess. So I try to be respectful of that whole process, you know? And during COVID, understandably, I was having more food delivered. And I remember once ordering something and it says that my food has been picked up. So I'm getting all excited and I'm watching the tracker and I see that instead of coming right to my house, this driver actually goes to another restaurant and waits for like 10 minutes to pick up another order. Now we'll go back to Pavlov. I think my food is on the way. So I'm naturally getting hungrier and my mouth is watering. 
But I'm getting angry because... Oh, yeah. You're looking at the map and you're like, why would you turn left onto that road, motherfucker? Come on. You're like watching the whole map while you're just picturing like your potato skins getting soggy. So I'm just sitting at my house just unnecessarily watching this map go nowhere and I'm getting furious and I call Aaron because I am heated and I want someone to listen to me whine about not getting my food fast enough. And I'm tempted to leave this person a bad review because the way I see it is, yeah, he picked up my food and then instead of bringing it to me, went completely off the path. Shannon was all like, I want my tip back. I tipped him really well. She was big mad. So mad, dude. But like he went off the path, went to a different restaurant, hung out there, went further off the path to deliver that food first. I had no choice. Like I could only direct my anger at who I thought was in charge of this process, the driver. And as I'm squawking off to Aaron, she's like, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh, hold down, hold down. That's not how it works. Yeah. I was explaining to her that how it works is the app itself has an algorithm. As a driver, you'll get pinged and it's like, hey, do you want this pickup at fucking Applebee's for $12? You say yes or no. But if you're already on a job and the app algorithm sees that you're picking up at Applebee's, driving past Panda Express and going to drop something off, it will automatically add Panda Express to your route. And then you will have to pick that up and then drop off whichever one is closest. So now it could turn out that the person that is getting dropped off from Applebee's is farther than the Panda Express person. So it would totally look like this guy is just dicking around with your food. I'm just going to go run some errands, but it's not. He has no choice in the matter. So once you're already on a job, they'll update your task lists with things that are on your route, so to speak. So this guy has no idea whatsoever. Like he wants to get that Cuban sandwich to your fat face, Shannon. He really does. He saw that you left a 30% tip and he is all for it. And now he is pissed because he's at fucking Panda Express or whatever. And he is like, come on, I've already got an order. But now basically the driver is stuck there because their task list will not tell them the next step until they've completed this step. So it's not even like I can just say, oh, okay, well, I have this guy's food. If you're going to be 10 more minutes, I'm going to run over there, drop off his food and come back and get this. You can't even do that. The computer system doesn't necessarily use intuitive human thinking. It's not capable of that. So something could happen where you're sitting there waiting. The driver is sitting there waiting. The driver has your food and really wants to get rid of it. But sometimes they're just stuck and that's got nothing to do with the driver. So then I had to explain this to Shannon and Shannon was just like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm calling somebody else because I just want to be mad now. And you're trying to bring reasoning to me and I'm too hungry for that shit. Yeah, I'm hungry. I'm angry. I feel powerless. and I'm supposed to listen to logic and do a 180 and feel compassionate. I was like, "Mm -mm, maybe after my sandwich. But and then this is another thing where if you've ordered food delivery, you get an alert after and it's like, how was the food from Cheesecake Factory? And then you review the food and then it's like, how was your delivery from Carl? And then you review Carl. 
But Carl can't come out and leave a review and say, okay, well, Shannon didn't leave Mayor Gate code. There's no building number on her house. I sat here for 15 minutes looking for this fucking house. Shannon didn't even answer her phone. I'm sorry, Shannon. But she didn't even answer her phone the six times I called her for directions. Like you can't even leave review. But the app is looking at where the driver is and it just sees you on the map driving around in circles like a dumb shit. You know, so it's always going to favor the customer and not the driver. You can't review customers, which is the same as restaurants or with Yelp. Yeah. So this goes back what we were saying originally when we started talking about the Airbnb. It's like, okay, maybe this guy that runs the Airbnb just really doesn't get how it works. Just like Shannon didn't get how Uber Eats worked that day when she wanted to kill a driver. And that's fair. A lot of these technologies are new. A lot of these businesses boomed and people didn't really understand them because they hadn't been out or been fully used enough for people to be completely familiar with them. And also the companies hadn't been around long enough to really work out those kinks. I'm sure a lot of the things that we talked about now have been worked out in these apps But that's another thing you have to understand when you're using new technology. Like if you've never used Airbnb before, maybe instead of like being shitty, maybe try to kind of figure out how it works. Or maybe if you're using any kind of like technological, any kind of app, any kind of new system, it's a new system. Like you're basically in the beta stages. You're trying to figure out how the community interacts with the business. And there's always going to be kinks to work out. Review new apps, review them when they're good or when there's some bugs or whatever. Like we should normalize leaving reviews, not just when we're mad or not just when we want to promote our friends' businesses. We should always be leaving reviews so that it's a better cross-section. Because, you know, if I'm only looking at reviews from angry people, you're not going to see the 750,000 happy people because they weren't in any way encouraged to leave a review. You know, even something like the Airbnb we talked about originally, this guy didn't really understand what we were asking, got the feeling he never stayed at one of these, didn't really know what he needed to offer, and no one's going to tell him. They're not going to tell him until they're mad, and that's a problem. We don't know how to give and take constructive criticism. So if we were able to say to this guy, okay, the place is beautiful, this and that, but just like a heads up, you could be doing this, we should be able to do that. But you don't know who's going to get butthurt. You don't know who's going to retaliate. So we should just like normalize reviewing things. What do you think, Shannon? I think that's absolutely correct. I'm a big fan of constructive criticism, but sometimes it does feel like a tightrope. Like you don't want to say anything that's too aggressive, but you want to be informative. And I was, I was frustrated by the contact we had with them originally, but overall, They were quick. They weren't entirely helpful, but they were trying to be, you know, and I think that's what's most important. And do I think it's weird that they kept sheets in the shed? Yes, but I'm thankful there was a shed and they got back promptly and shared the code with us. I'm glad that we didn't have to go to the shed. I would not want shed sheets. No, no, no No shed sheets. 
Yeah, I think a lot of times people may also feel weird about leaving a bad review because they don't want to be seen like they're just trying to get something out of it. I'm also a big fan of writing off fiery messages and then deleting them. Yeah, Sometimes it just feels good to get the words out of your stupid little angry heart. Oh, yeah. Or you can call your sister and talk shit and then she may or may not explain to you why you're being a dick and you should give that man his $5 because he didn't want to go to Panda Express anyway. And your stinky food is stinking up his car and he wants to go. But yeah, another website that I thought about is Nextdoor. I don't know if Shannon, do you have that in your area? I do not, but a woman I work with does. And I enjoy some of the things she comes in with. Okay. So you have it in your area. You're just not subscribed to it. Good, don't. Okay, so I subscribed to it thinking about like when I first moved to the neighborhood, thinking like I'd find out when there's like tag sales or if like this store was doing a special or like things like in my neighborhood. Like neighborhood watch stuff, you know, like. Not even just like, oh, hey, guys, you realize that this little shop around the corner is now open for lunch? They have a great coffee. Like things I actually want to know from my neighbors. But you know what? I should have known better. I never want to be friends with my neighbors. Now I'm realizing that all next door does is tell me which one of my neighbors are racist. Oh, no. <laughs> Seriously, every alert that I get from next door is like, just a heads up, everybody. I saw some suspicious looking black teenagers walking down the street today. I don't know what they were up to, but in case anybody's house gets robbed later, you'll know who it was. Oh my God. What the fuck? Like what in the 1865 Alabama did I just fucking read? Yeah. Like I was thinking maybe like, okay, um, my car got broken into, Hey guys, just letting you know, make sure you lock them. Right. Just little reminders. Like, Hey guys. Bad stuff happens. Not, I saw teenagers. They were brown. They were up to no good, I'm sure. But like, if it was helpful, like, hey, guys, I keep seeing this sketchy ass fucking car driving real slow, like he's casing the joint. I've seen in the past three nights, like if anybody knows about that's at least like informative and concerned. But all of the notifications I get are legit like. I caught this guy on my ring doorbell. Does anybody know him? I'm like, okay, I'm going to see a brown kid. Oh, damn, it's a brown kid. Oh, did he just walk past your house? I'm sorry about that. He he could be a Jehovah's Witness. You don't know. But it's like the only thing, and I I uninstalled the app. I changed the notification, but I still get email alerts. So it's like your neighbors have sent you a message. And it's always just like, the most low-key, I don't know, I'm racist kind of like Karen bullshit. You you know the type of Karen that's like, well, I'm not racist. I have a black friend. But like if you gave her a box of crayons and asked her to draw a criminal, you know exactly what crayon she's picking up first. Oh, no. That kind of racist that has no fucking clue they're racist. Like, I saw a Tyler Perry movie. I can't be racist. Like, no, sweetie, but you you called the cops because black people were having a picnic. Like, <laughs> that's that's no, no. The only thing that next door is good for. It's almost like the equivalent of like the national sex offender registry. So you can find out like which sex offenders are in your neighborhood. That's what next door is for to find out which racists live in your neighborhood. <laughs> All right, guys. So I know we went off on a few tangents and, you know, just basically just to wrap it up, 
as much as we don't want to live in an episode of Black Mirror, you know, all of this technology, it can be used for good or evil. So like, let's just all use it for good. Let's help out the next person. Let's help promote businesses. Let's get our shit out there. Just don't be a dick about it. Don't be a dick about it. So as always, this PSA has been for the dicks. And if this has not been your cup of tea, well, then you're probably a dick. Sorry. Email us. Tell us. Tell us why. We're always open to discussion and debate. Let's hear the other side. Let's talk about it. And if this has been your cup of tea, that's awesome. You're awesome. Subscribe to us. Follow us. Rate us. Review us. All that good shit. Links are in the show notes. And tune into our next episode where we will delve deeper into controversial topics and provide the world with more PSAs. Whether it's your cup of tea or not, either way, thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye, dude. Bye, dude.